Welcome back to Mishnah Yomi, a Guten Erev Shabbos. Shabbos, Parshas, Vayikra, Shabbos, Zohar, Purim is coming, Pesach is coming, Shavuos is coming. Okay, I got a little ahead of myself there. Today we're moving along right along with Sechdas to my Perakei Mishnah Hey and Mishnah Vav. We're continuing yesterday's discussion, and we, as we noted, we have a concern that one is not allowed to take the Mai from one Amaretz on another Amaretz because we run into an issue of potentially Mechiv al Pator or Mechiv al Achiv. What happens if Alkech min Ani one takes min Ani? Vechena Ani shnosin lo prusos pas o plachet veilu miaser. We call echad beachad. You have an Ani, and the way the Ani, the poor person, gets his produce is he goes door to door, knocking on each door and asking for a little food. Effectively, what you end up with is the Ani may have a bag full of food, but each of the items came from a different person and different a different amarts, and therefore, if you take the Mai, the Meiser of the Mai, on one of them. For another, you're taking potentially al patur or achiev al patur, and therefore each and every item needs to have the demai taken off independently. With tomorrow magrogres, but when it comes to dates and dried figs, bolel v'notel, you can mix them all together and tie them as ones. Why? What is the reason for that? So the rav tells us the rav. The Bartanur tells us because if you mix them so well, you parade them in a way that they really become so finely, finely, fine, and then you mix them up, it can be mixed in a way that when you take a handful, essentially you're going to be getting an equal amount of, of all of them. And now you're not going to have a problem of because, you, again, you'll have a mixture, a, a clear, even mixture of all of them. Comes along Rehuda to qualify that. Amr Rehuda, no. That only works if the Oni got a lot of pieces, a lot of it. Because if it's a lot of it, then it's possible to create this equal equal and dis- equally distributed parade where you have the you have in each handful from the from the tour a little bit from each one I was much about time what this but you have a unequal unequally distributed amount of dates and figs so then you have a problem because if you take if you take a handful you may have more of the of the tithe stuff or more of the untithe stuff and then you have a problem of and therefore, you take mice from each and every one of them. The Rambam has a different read of this Mishnah. In order to, just, to get to the Rambam's read, I want to tell you the following question that was asked in the Cheshuk Echemet. And that was as follows. A person shows up into a city. He's in Israel. He shows up in a city. And like a he realizes he forgot his tefillin. What should he do? So he goes to Shul and he realizes everyone there is an Amaretz. Everyone there doesn't really know the laws of tefillin, he's not sure are the tefillin they have kosher, maybe they're fossil, what should he do? And he says to Rav, to Rav Zilberstein, do I take from someone who's wealthy or take from someone who is poor? Now, why would that be a uh, variable that's important, wealthy or poor? So it's our Mishnah according to the way the Rambam reads it. says the Rambam, what does it mean when Rabbi Yehuda says, that if you have a person who's wealthy, who gives the Ani food, Chances are, because he's wealthy, he's not, con- he's, not a- he's not concerned about the loss of money he's going to incur when he takes off Meiser. And therefore, he'll take it off, because I tell you, what's the big deal I have? I have a ton of food. It's so easy for me to take off Meiser. Whereas if you, if you have someone who's poor, so the loss of that 10% is going to be a big deal for them. And therefore, if they're not sensitive to keeping the appropriate trumas and maestros, the mitzvah trumas and maestros, perhaps they'll skimp here and they'll say, oh, I'm not going to take it off. I'm, I'm, I'd rather not do it. And that's why, and, and therefore, he's not, they're not going to take it off. Says the Rabbim, therefore, if a well, if you if the Ani collected from wealthy people, we can assume, as, at least when we're talking about the in the dates and figs, that when you mix it all together, really they took off trumas and maestros. Where if it take where it comes to the um, when it comes to uh, poorer people, we can't have that assumption. 
to plug it back into our case from Zilberstein in the Chushuk Echemed, he says, therefore, perhaps it's better to borrow tefillin from a wealthy person because you can have the assumption that a wealthy person, they're going to take care of the tefillin perhaps a little better because if they, they notice a nick, something happens that they have to get a check, they won't mind, they won't, they won't care about the whatever money it costs to fix it up, whereas someone who's poor, who, again, is not so careful and punctilious in general and scrupulous about tefillin, so if they have a nick, they have something that maybe they got very hot and they have to be concerned, maybe the, um, the something happened inside to the cloth, they're not going to want to take care of it because they can't afford it. And therefore, based off this Mishnah, he says it's better to borrow the from someone who's wealthy rather than someone who's poor in this case. Halukeach min hasitin, Mishnah vav. When it purchases grain from a wholesaler, and he goes back and purchases a second time, he's like, oh, I like doing business with you. He comes back a couple minutes later and purchases. He can't he can't take miser from one or the other. And the reason is as follows. So think of a wholesaler here, kind of like a co-op of farmers that we have now. You have many small farmers who join together, create a co-op, and they will sell their grains or their milk or their eggs, whatever they produce, to to a large facility who will then go and process it. So if you go to the large facility, if you get a cup of milk, let's say, in one minute, five minutes later it can come from a different small farm in, in Wisconsin. It can, it can be coming from different places. Therefore, when you go to this wholesale, this, this seton, because you know he's purchasing from multiple farms from Wisconsin, from Pennsylvania, from California, from all over, you cannot be sure that the grain is all from the same farmer, and therefore you have to remove it, in, take meister off each one individually. Afilu ma'osa hasug, even if even if it's from even if it's for, it's from the same sug, meaning even if it came from the same bin, you have because again maybe he poured uh, the grain from Wisconsin and the grain from Pennsylvania all into the same bin because he he doesn't care where it came from, he just wants the grain. Afilu ma'osa, and even if it's the same variety of grain, again because what normally happens is. What normally happens is, just think again, the co-ops and the way it works in America is you'll have 15 dairy farmers all producing the same milk, but in order to make their, their in order to have some sort of leveraging power, in order to have some sort of power for, for uh, negotiation, they join together and sell to a larger place. The larger place doesn't care about the fact that it came from 15 different farms. They just want, their, they just want whatever produce they're given, whatever milk they're given, and therefore they'll put it all into the same bin. They'll put it all into the same, into the same area, and if that's true, one has to always, always... Um, remove the meister individually and separately if they purchase it at different times. The one exception is If the wholesaler is someone who is believed by Trumas and Maestro, so then they can tell you, oh, this bin is from only all from one farmer, that bin's all from a different farmer, and they can be trusted and believed. Everyone should have a wonderful day and a wonderful Shabbos and a wonderful Shabbos.